Feeling better? Looking better. Making life better. It's Life Tips. Life Tips. Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Welcome your hosts, Byron White and Amanda Smith. Welcome to the show, everyone. We're here uh, with Mandy, of course, and our, we've got a fabulous guest on the show today, the founder of uh, FreeCycle. Dot org uh, and the Free Cycle Network, Darren Beal. So it would be exciting to talk with Darren and learn about his massive um, membership uh, base now, which is now 6.3 million uh, people uh, in 85 countries. So, wow, that's going to be really neat. But in the meantime, Mandy, how are you? Hey, Byron, what's the news of the day? <laughs> oh, you know, just back from a ski trip with Colby uh, out in my son, out in Vail. That was uh, that was good fun. But here's a funny what, story for you. What was the temperature out there? I hear that you guys were down in the negatives. You know, actually, it was beautiful, sunny, warm, uh, 38 degrees uh, during the day, you know, hovering around 32, 38. Uh, and in that uh, that altitude with that dark blue Colorado sky, just absolutely great four days of beautiful weather. It was awesome. That's so nice. That's nicer than it was here in Boston. <laughs> we were. I was looking at my, uh, you know, my my iPhone and thumbing through all the temperatures. You know, whenever I am in a dreamy mood, I'll flip through my iPhone. I've plugged in like Vegas temperature. You know, in LA and Boston, of course, and Cape Cod and Orono, Maine, and all my other connection points, just so I can experience what the weather's like there, at least mentally. And man, you had some cold weather around here, huh? I wouldn't know. I wasn't around. Do you know where I was? Oh, were you doing <laughs> like some? Planning? I don't think you even know where I was because I think you left before I left, Give, and I was back before in. you came back. Fill me in. I've been in L.A. Wow! It was eighty-five degrees. I was sweating. It was awesome. What brought you to L.A.? Pray tell. I have a couple friends out there. I haven't been out in a while. You know, it it doesn't hurt to balance yourself out to go visit the other coast once in a while. So, you know, it was nice. It was a quick weekend trip in and out. Hurricane Mandy came through. It was great. <laughs> Caught up with a lot of friends, and now I'm back, and I'm freezing. <laughs> That's great. My wife will be very jealous when she hears you and or anybody has visited L.A. She's just an L.A. fanatic. It's a fun town. Yeah. It really is. It really is. I, mm-hmm. I, I sort of really do not know why we live in Boston. Somebody will explain <laughs> that to me later in my career when it, perhaps let's, I... Let's just relocate the office, Boston. You know, we've, we've been talking about this for a while. Let's just get someplace warmer, Byron. We've had some serious discussions about moving the office. Well, our lease is up in, mm-hmm. in this particular gorgeous space. It will be tough to leave this space we're in. And this, this is a killer office um, right in the heart of Boston and beautiful high ceilings, bricks, ceilings and hardwood floors and loft-like space right right in the thick of it um but uh and by the way if there are any listeners out there that are visiting boston anytime please stop by our life tips and, and idea launch offices and visit with us uh but what is your just as a preamble we're going to take a break here in a second uh but uh but have you ever used the uh the, the freecycle.org uh site to give stuff away to the cyber curb as they say 
You know, I haven't. I'm fully aware of FreeCycle. I've used, you know, everybody's used eBay. Everybody's used Craigslist. This is the next generation, and it's even better because it's free. So this is, um, FreeCycle was created by Darren Beal, who we're we're, going to be talking to today. And it's just a way for people, you know, say you have something that's perfectly good. You have a perfectly good bicycle. You don't need to throw it out. You don't really want to sell it. You can give it to someone else who lives locally who could get great use out of it. That's sort of the whole idea of this connection online. So we're going to be talking to him more about it, and I think you have loads of questions for him. Have you ever used it before? I have not used it, but that's why I'm excited about, uh, you know, uh, talking with him and getting more inside the the trenches for how successful this must be, how much, uh, you know, landfill uh, that we're saving as a result of, of, of his activity. So this is going to be really, really neat. So Let's take a break, everyone. Back in a minute with the founder of uh, FreeCycle.org, Darren Beal. Back in a minute, everybody. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic with over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield. Their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search, abcsearch.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart, had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Have a good weekend, Andy. Hey, Andy. Hey, Jan, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. Ring on the bling. Get ready for an all-new season of the Shoe Money Show. Play on, player. Shoe Money's back with a brand-new season of all-new episodes. Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, beginning January 22nd. The Shoe Money Show on webmasterradio.fm. Trying to crank in the cash. And now, back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Darren Beal. Darren, welcome. Thank you for having me. A pleasure. So tell us a little bit about your story on the founding of this company that, as it's noted, started with one single email. Maybe you can bring us back to that one single email and tell us what you mean by the founding of the company from one single email. Well, freecycle.org, it's it's a sort of a Craigslist for free stuff. So all of our groups are local. 
And when uh, members post items to give it away, someone else in the local community then is required to come pick it up. And so if they come pick it up, obviously they're getting it for free, so they do the work to pick it up from your house if you're the one giving the item away. So that's kind of the basic concept. And that's pretty much why I set it up in the first place, that I had this bed to give away, and uh, Goodwill doesn't take beds, so I was kind of stuck with it. And none of my friends, you know, you call around, see if a friend could use a perfectly good bed, and no one needed it. So I thought... uh, you know, there's got to be an easier way to give this thing away than just to put it out for curbside, you know, for brush and bulky waste pickup from the city. You know, rather than throw it away, <clears throat> our idea is to make it easier to give something away than to throw it away. So I set up the first group here for Tucson, Arizona, and uh, it snowballed really quickly, and uh, people were giving stuff to each other left and right in Tucson. And so that's when I, uh, after that first email, then I uh, set up the website instructing others how they could get their community joined up to the Free Cycle Network, and uh, movement was born. Hmm. And tell me a little bit about how you monetize this creature and how you're able to sustain its growth um, with, with a tremendous member database probably using the website quite a bit, I'm sure, to, to connect and, and facilitate transactions. Well, that's a very interesting question and probably the most difficult one to answer because there's not a lot of monetization going on. Uh, We're based on, we're we're a 501c3 charitable nonprofit. Uh Membership is free and posting and receiving items is free too. So uh, there's not a lot of money there. Uh, The way we're able to make it work is because we have every single local gifting group is moderated by a volunteer. And we have over 10,000 volunteers in over 4,300 local communities. So those volunteers are really what's making it happen. So we have a couple people who help out with engineering, uh, a lead volunteer, and myself. And uh, the rest is power of the people. And where does your traffic typically come from? And by the way, we need to solve that problem while we're on the phone. <laughs> Aaron, we, we need to figure out a way to monetize what you're doing and see if there's some you know, opportunity out there. I'm sure you rack your brain about it all day, every day, but this is such a great cause and a world cause, I might add. It just would be fantastic to fund this and really get people uh, you know, fueling the spirit of, of what you started here. So. I'll try to throw some ideas at you if I have any, or maybe we can shake some ideas from the tree in our discussion today. Um, You know, have you, okay, so back to the questions. Have you, you know, what has been the, give us an idea for how much transactions are happening, how many things are being picked up, how much stuff is being picked up in people's houses in the course of, of, of a day or a week or a year. Do you have a feel for that? Yeah, anywhere between 20 and 40,000 items a day. In your average local group, you'll probably see about 100 items being posted each day. Uh And uh, that's uh, over uh, 600 tons a day. Uh And if you were to stack all that stuff in garbage trucks, you'd be at uh, about six times the height of Mount Everest uh, just in the past year alone. So a whole bunch of stuff is uh, being given away. Hey, Byron. Yeah. um, FreeCycle is on Yahoo with a lot of local groups, and I'm reading here that they are the third most searched environmental keyword term 
on Yahoo following global warming and recycling. Wow. Isn't that crazy? They're right at the top of all the search engines. Yeah, so, you know, it's it's really big. It's really grassroots. We don't have any marketing people or advertising or anything like that. It's all word of mouth. And um, uh, we do get a lot of press uh, from uh, major press sources. You know, we've been on CNN, New York Times, and uh, a couple of these morning TV shows and whatnot. So it's kind of a neat thing, and people enjoy hearing and learning about it and signing up. But, uh, yeah, it's very, very grassrootsy. So we try to survive on grants, underwriting, and public donations, basically. Hmm. What, now, what do the local volunteer moderators do? Well, they keep all the spam out of local groups. They approve individual local members to make sure it's not a spammer trying to get in. If somebody doesn't understand the rules, they explain the rules to them. And, uh, in general, just uh, keep things running smoothly in the local group. Or, for example, if someone were to try to post something that were not legal, Locally, they'd remove the post and remove the member. What do you so consider our, not legal? Our key rules is sorry. One of our key rules is keep it free, legal, and appropriate for all ages. So hmm. now maybe that stack of Playboys is legal, but you know we would rather you <laughs> not post it just because we like to be family friendly. And, and wow, um, I mean, I, my my mind is just spinning with with both questions and ideas, but. Um, what is your vision for the company? Where do you want it to go? Um, you know, do you see it continuing on as it is? Do you want to make it better? What are your biggest challenges? Tell us what your vision is with where you want it, where, where you want this to go. <clears throat> well, what we're doing right now is uh, completing coding that enables people to post directly in their local group on freecycle.org instead of first having to find a Yahoo group to do so. So, for example, if you go to freecycle.org and you search for the Tucson group, T-U-C-S-O-N, uh, you'll find that you can post directly on freecycle.org. And uh, it's our hope to make it easier for members to join up and post and read posts that are being offered and whatnot uh, by doing so and eliminating one of those steps. Uh, but also we wouldn't mind if it were to generate a little bit of income for us using a Google AdSense bar on the right-hand side of the local post results. I see that now. How, and are you generating any revenue on that Tucson section? Oh, very modest. Nowhere yeah, near what it sure. used to be. Right. But is, have you done some, some, some calculations to determine whether or not you might be able to you know, generate some, some interesting revenue over there on a broad scale if you were to roll this out? Uh, that's what we're thinking. We're thinking... Yeah. Uh, because uh, we're so grassroots and volunteer-driven mostly, it's our feeling that uh, by uh, <clears throat> we don't have to generate a lot of income using the Google AdSense bar in order to be sustainable. You know, we don't have 20 staff members or something like that. We just have to pay for about three people pretty much to keep things going. <laughs> Such a great cause and, and a great philosophy you have, but with the bandwidth of, of members and users and the potential you have, I mean, Gosh, this is just huge. You know, this this really could be big. I'm sure you've had a lot of people that, that are, you've told that to, uh, that have told you that. Um, but um, all right, so let's let's go back to some questions though on managing these groups um, and and this infrastructure. Um, do you have training sessions, or how do you acclimate people to your world? Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> We have about 10 different volunteer teams, leadership teams, mm-hmm. 
a new group of approvers, group outreach and assistance teams, uh, interim moderation teams. So when a volunteer gets tired of moderating, we help find a new local moderator. Uh, and mentor moderator teams to help people uh, who've been approved as a new group but need some extra training before they go it alone. And uh, each one of these groups has popped up sort of organically. It's like the first team we set up was new group approvers. I couldn't handle it all myself, so I got a volunteer to help out. And then once we had the groups, we needed assistance, so we set up the group outreach and assistance team, and so forth. And eventually we had so many teams that uh, we had each team leader join a global hub leadership team. So and we meet weekly and discuss online any issues we might be having together. So uh, it's very, I guess, uh, very horizontal leadership structure, volunteer-driven. And that's kind of neat because these volunteers also, those who have more time and you know, that cream rises to the top all by itself, and uh, they are the leadership of the organization. So, you know, in essence, we have a, a global organization with 10,000 staff members. They just are paid. <laughs> right. Have you thought about um, keeping track of all of, of, of how much activity each of the individual leaders is, uh, is affecting you know, is, is sort of accumulating in savings from things that would normally be thrown away. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So Jill Smith has saved 7,000 cubic meters of waste space <laughs> that, would have been, would, that would have been thrown into, you know, the trash facility. Do you know what I'm saying? Is there, is there any, has anyone done any calculation there? Have you ever thought about that? Well, per volunteer, I'm not sure that would yield us a lot of information that we could use. However, I do think that per group or per, per member, it becomes interesting when you can start aggregating those numbers organizationally and then using that to seek additional grant funding from, you know, conservation-minded foundations yeah. who might like to, you know, we think recycling is great, but uh, what's just now becoming clear is that reuse is much, much more important than recycling on the, you know, the three R's. Reduce, reuse, recycle. You know, if you can get someone to reuse something, rather than having to reprocess it and recycle it, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're not only eliminating the uh, weight that you're keeping out, 100 pounds of keeping that out of the landfill, but you're also eliminating 20 times that in raw materials that would have to go into making a new sofa, you know, mm -hmm. water, mm -hmm. diesel, cotton, all the stuff that comes together. So reuse is a really powerful tool, and uh, with global warming and carbon footprint becoming a really important thing to be tracking and reducing, uh, <clears throat> the importance of free cycle is increasing. And that's information that we can then provide to local municipalities. Uh, mm -hmm. There are states, for example, in California where... There are penalties for not uh, reducing their carbon footprint below certain levels, and mm -hmm. we can help provide proof that there's reduced reduction of the you know waste elimination through reuse using free cycle locally, mm -hmm. things like that. And then it starts getting really interesting. Have you and Mandy, please? You know me. I'm just going to keep asking oh, questions. No. <laughs> I'm just so curious, Kat. But you know what? Have I want to ask activity... real quick. What are what are some of the most common items? you've seen listed on FreeCycle, and what are some of the weirder items you've seen listed? Uh, <clears throat> hobby supplies are really quite common. So you know, maybe someone's into quilting and they just need swatches of material for the quilt, or mm -hmm. maybe kids are collecting some obscure thing for uh, the local school group, bottle caps, or you know, whatever the heck it is. You know, uh, you know, The obscure, the better, really. 
<laughs> and uh, so you see a lot of just uh, random things that you'd find in people's sheds. Like you think, well, if I knew someone who could use that broken thingamajig, I'd give it away. Well, this is your chance. Mm-hmm. Particularly good in giving away your spouse's old pieces of junk. <laughs> but uh, see, what else do you see a lot? You see a lot of electronics. For example, let's say you don't need the newest computer or the newest you know, phone or you don't need a digital camera. You just need an analog, regular old 35 millimeter. You know, all these kind of things that people might have wanted three or four years ago. If you don't care, you can definitely find something like that on FreeCycle. Or furniture, um, if you don't mind having an older sofa, or landscaping supplies, or plants, things like that. Um, and generally, as a general, things that are heavy. Uh, one of the things I didn't expect to pop, pop up in FreeCycle that you see a lot of are cardboard boxes. Uh, you know, whether people are into eBay and they need to be mailing things around or whether you're just moving and you don't want to spend five bucks a box uh, to be able to move. Those are the kind of things that you can keep in circulation quite nicely through free cycle. And uh, it's a cycle of giving. That's It's a free cycle of giving. That's sort of where it comes from. You know, that's and, true. Every, every time I move, it kills me to have to go and buy cardboard boxes because how many boxes – you know, do you see and use in the course of a day, and, and you never remember to yeah. to save those boxes for when you need to move. That's actually really useful. Yeah, or you okay. go hang out behind supermarkets and feel a little bit embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> a little shady. Have, 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 uh, have transactions increased in the recession that we're in now? Uh, we've seen a uh, big growth. Uh, well, first of all, post-Christmas, we see, we see a jump anyway. You know, all those Santa ties and ill-fitting sweaters that you, people have received, uh-huh. they pop up in free cycle. <laughs> and uh, so the, you've got the triple whammy going on. You've got post-Christmas. You've got the uh, environment, I mean, the economy tanking. And uh, then you've got the environmental aspect of people looking increasingly to do the right thing for the environment to keep good stuff out of landfills. When are you, are you at all thinking that the data that you will eventually have on your own website once everything gets categorized and placed within your website. Do you have an appreciation for that data itself on what people are giving away? Are you, is that part of your business plan to help perhaps fund some of what you're doing? Uh, as far as you know, that the data being interesting for others? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I think it would be great if I were a member giving away items. I'd love to see how much I'm reducing my own carbon footprint by giving stuff away. I think that'd just be mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And uh, on the other hand, I think it's very valuable information. Uh, we're seeing this uh, with local municipalities who have to track you know, uh, waste diversion rates. And uh, in the U.K. right now, the local councils are very interested in working with us. And I'm sure there would be a way to partner with them and enable them uh, direct access to that data and those statistics in the local groups for their area uh, in exchange for some sort of you know grant funding or support. And, and just As, some other uh, thoughts on that front. So knowing what products people get and then want to give away is also kind of interesting data. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they give it away, for example, the reason that they're giving something away mm-hmm. also becomes quite interesting. Um, I'm giving this bed away because I no longer like it or I am unhappy with it or, you know, what is the cause for giving it away? 
Um, also, what exactly are you giving away? So that becomes interesting information for manufacturers that, you know, let's say Beauty Rest has the lowest uh, amount of people ever giving their mattresses away on your website. That would be a great information for Beauty Rest to, to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just think that, that the data that you're going to have with all of these transactions happening is really extremely valuable and is an incredible asset. Uh, um, one of the most important areas where I think that's applicable is in the more general uh, <clears throat> way of looking at it. If you know, we can basically show that you know, 27% of everything that's being given away is computer electronics. We've already had a study done, so we know that. So that, of course, is very important information if you're, say, Hewlett-Packard or Panasonic, and mm-hmm. you'd like to be able to give back to your consumers by supporting a nonprofit as a, an underwriter, uh, like FreeCycle, who's enabling reuse even before recycling. And I think in the coming 10 years, that's going to trend, be a trend that we'll be seeing uh, increase in importance as people realize how much more important reuse is than even recycling, and that uh, companies who could support the free cycle network will begin uh, valuing uh, that as well. For example, waste management is one of our key underwriters, and waste management uh, is the largest recycling entity in North America. So that's kind of their way of giving back to their consumers by saying, well, we're going to support this cause that uh, reduces the amount that uh, we even need to recycle in the first place. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Have you? I noticed that waste management was one of your sponsors um, on your site. Um, have you talked with them at all, or thought about um, the opportunity to, um, you know, have pick up opportunity and drop up opportunity? There's another national. A company that I was thinking of, you know those trucks you see parked over the all over the place. You know, one eight hundred junk. You know, and, and they yeah. and they brilliantly park like in a very high traffic zone. Like that's part of their franchise opportunity. I'm sure when they yeah. when they instruct these local people that buy into the franchise and buy their truck and and all the training material. I'm sure that's right in their training material. Go just leave your car illegally parked. You know, in a high <laughs> in a high traffic zone to promote your local service of picking up trash, right? Yeah. And dump. But have you have you looked at, at partnership opportunities like that that would actually facilitate the pickup and the drop off of these assets? Oh yeah, yeah. And in fact we've already done some events. Uh with waste managers they also have landfills all over waste management. Mm. And uh so we've had events where you can instead of dumping your stuff in the landfill, you pull up to the scales, instead of going over the scales you pull off to the side, and they have a, a gift corral where if it's still a usable item, you know, an old lamp or you know, who knows what, you can put it there. And so it's like give a penny, take a penny. And then if you see something you need, uh, you can take it with you. And so you as the consumer save money because you didn't have to pay to throw it in the landfill, and they save on landfill space, and they're able to kind of give back to the community in that way. And so, so basically we've started having parties at the landfill where yeah. it becomes like a big free yard sale. Everyone brings their stuff in, and local radio station shows up, and uh, <laughs> music, and everyone gives each other stuff. It's called a free meet. R- really cool. <laughs> How about this concept of betterment of life? You know, in the Life Tips show, where we're always seeking for ways to make your life smarter, better, faster, wiser, if you've listened to any of our shows. And one thing that becomes interesting is 
I received a gift. You know, I, I'm sorry, I received a, a, a thing, an asset, you know, from FreeCycle as a result of helping this effort. And let's say it was a drum set. And then let's say that I went on to, you know, win the national drum competition because of the drum set that I got through FreeCycle. Do you have any stories like that, or have you ever thought about tracking how your life has gotten better as a result of getting something through FreeCycle? Oh, I love that community aspect of it. And in fact, when we first set up FreeCycle, we really didn't anticipate the kind of community feeling that would come out of it. It's really, you know, like when Hurricane Katrina came through, at the relocation cities like Houston or Tucson or others, uh, Red Cross used FreeCycle to get people signed up locally. So they could, the people could ask for exactly what they needed for their mm-hmm. new apartments and whatnot, getting reset. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had, there's all kinds of great stories. Uh, we had one woman who set up a nonprofit using FreeCycle to collect children's supplies to supply, completely supply an orphanage in Haiti. Mm-hmm. And then she got FedEx to pay for a container load to be shipped over there. Mm-hmm. Or there's this Native American nonprofit that collects old uh, wedding dresses and prom dresses to give back to teens in need that, that are within the tribe. So huh. uh, all kinds of random and wonderful success stories. We had a, uh, generally it's items that were keeping out landfills, but uh, we had one local kid here in Tucson set up a, a home for guinea pigs where he said, if you have a guinea pig you no longer are able to love, and he would collect the guinea pigs and then re-give them out to others who would use them or give them a new home. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's really cute. So just kind of putting the tool out there and saying, hey, you know, here's a way you can easily find someone to give something to, or you can easily ask for something, and then you know, people will pick it up and run with it all by themselves. It's really uh-huh. fun to see. You know, Byron, you know what's really booming these days is uh, clothing swaps. You know, I, I have a lot of friends who will get together at someone's house or organize an event where, you know, everyone brings, like, their, their nice clothes that they just haven't worn in a couple seasons, and you just kind of swap out. I mean, it's, it's a great idea. You know, there's, there's always donating to a good cause, but if, if you have friends who have similar style, I mean, you know, it's, it's certainly becoming bigger in this area, I know. One thing we have in FreeCycle is, uh, like, a mom will post in a local group, uh, well, everyone who has kids from the age of two to four or two to six or something like that are meeting at this ca- at this cafe at this time, and they all show up and open up their trunks, just give each other stuff, and then have a coffee. Mm-hmm. So that same yeah. kind of concept. Yeah, so it's kind of fun. Hey, so it's an increasing so, community. Here's some ideas for you. So, it, and by the way, what I want to learn from you is how can we help you, and how can other people listening help you? What are your needs? But before we before you answer that, because I I want a really long answer from you on that, <laughs> like a really long checklist of things that will just arrive at like your doorstep, perhaps, or through your email inbox. Um, but one thing that I wanted to ask you about was so in the new design world that you that you have uh, that you're you, it looks like you're redesigning your site and you're working on a technical backend infrastructure, which sounds really neat. Um, one of the ways that I think it would make it really simple and easy and, and fun, you know, is to have uh, this sort of like, you know, find stuff and you just punch in a keyword of something you want to find and then a zip code of where you live and then presto, it, 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 it shows you anything that it's finding in its database that might be related to what you're doing. Is that where you're trying to go with your main site? Mm, not directly because uh, that doesn't really work very well. Uh, because if you enter in sofa in Tucson, 
Uh-huh. Uh, the chances of you getting a sofa by doing that are really slim uh, because basically items go so quickly. You've got about a 24-hour window to get an, you know, so if you post, if I post a sofa, I'll, in, in 24 hours, I'll have a, you know, a list of 20 people who'd love to have that sofa. Really? I might even be local nonprofits. So stuff goes, even if it's an old ratty sofa, it goes fast. So the chances of, of what you entering in being the exact item that's available in the exact community are pretty small. And, uh, <clears throat> We don't want to encourage people to start looking for sofas all over southeastern Arizona um, because we want it to be local to their community. So really, it's about the main freecycle.org website page is about getting people to their local group. And then they can read the last 20 posts where there's stuff still available. So, um, But yeah. if the model took off in a perfect world and it were easier to find stuff and easier to give stuff away... Yeah. Wouldn't that fuel a, a more simple model like the one I described, which is find stuff or give stuff, you know? And yeah. if and let's just say on the give stuff to solve that problem, you put in SOFA and you put in your zip code, and all of a sudden you connected, you could connect with people that do are looking for a SOFA in your, in your area. So the bad news would be you put in SOFA, you put in your zip code, and mm-hmm. it says... There are no sofas available right this minute, but if you want, we'll kick you an email as soon as one becomes available. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you put in your email address. Mm-hmm. Then when it says give stuff, I put in sofa and I put in my zip code, and it shows you the people that are queued up waiting for sofas to be given away. Mm-hmm. There's 100 people on the list that are waiting for sofas in your zip code. They will come drive right, right by, and you can even click on one of them and see who they are. Heck, you could even choose who you give your sofa away to. Uh, and related to that, there's all kinds of opportunities to have. Like, I, I could reel off 50 different things that occur on a regular basis that people need to be able to find where to take it or where to give, get it from. Um, like, some, computer, some local nonprofits accept computers. Mm-hmm. Where do you take your paint for recycling? Or where can you get paint? See, this is my point, is that I I can understand your response to my previous question on, hey, there's limited inventory, we don't want to piss people off, but I think that if you become a facilitator of transactions even before the transaction becomes available, that gets very interesting. Uh And that gets much more scalable and much easier. You probably would increase your number of members of people that are queued up that would want something, you know, um, you know, find stuff. I put in what I want. I put in my zip code, and and it doesn't have anything at that moment, but it does put me on a list. It allows me to get on the list if something comes up to send me an alert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's I can another point that I mean, we're just now going down the road of getting stuff directly on site, and just having the possibility of having an alert uh, is something that certainly would be great, but. We don't have the capability yet. I mean, well, there, there, now, now, which brings us to our next question. Which brings us to our next question. limits how much we can get done in the uh, time we have. Well, you're on an interesting radio show here because we're, we're of course, you're on the, the webmasterradio.fm. You're now speaking with dozens and dozens and possibly hundreds or thousands of programmers, developers, coders, website designers, 
Um, if if there are people out there that are listening right now um, that have the skill sets to help build some uh, an interesting code platform, um, would you be interested in chatting with any of those people that could volunteer some code development to help? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, and we have a couple. We have one paid engineer, uh, but we have probably four others who volunteer to do different sections of the website from the uh, fax section to database upkeep to uh, core website needs to data entry. You know, just all we have. We certainly have the needs. The problem is generally that uh, uh, basically they would need to be able to bite off one chunk and really do it without a lot of hand-holding. Mm-hmm. You know, typically, you know, we might get someone who's a student who wants to design the whole thing themselves. Well, mm-hmm. we've already got the whole thing designed. We just need this little piece here done or that piece done. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so, yeah, it's PHP, MySQL, based on Debian. So anyone who has kind of skills in that area, we yeah. find investing the time. Uh, we'd love it. In, in in your in your world though in your vision can can you begin to imagine you know the the ability to set up an extremely robust database that would facilitate this quick find stuff by keyword and zip code and quick give stuff by by keyword and zip code isn't that the ultimate platform as you can imagine it right now that would allow for super fast transactions to happen much easier than than the two or three step process which you have now which is to okay join a group and then peruse over a bunch of stuff being given away within that group to see if you want anything right because that's kind of the way it's set up right now would you would you not disagree with that or it's well, we had like a we had a finder tool that we ran for a while that enabled people to enter in sofa and mm. tucson and see what popped up yeah and Part of the problem there is uh, you're, to a degree, right now they go to the local group, Tucson, they see what's being posted and how they can help or what's being offered. Right. Sort of a community, local community feeling. Mm, Once you have yeah. a central search thing like that, then it pops up sofas in all of southeastern Arizona. Uh, and it's 90% of the time it's people who want things who are using that tool. And so these people who are saying, gimme, 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 all of a sudden start joining all the groups and start looking for stuff and start driving all over southeastern Arizona, which is very contrary to our environmental mission as well. And mm-hmm. it's annoying to the local volunteers who have to approve all the members because then you get these people joining groups all over southeastern Arizona asking for stuff. Mm-hmm. And it upsets the balance, the community balance of giving and getting. And so it's a little tricky. Yeah, no, definitely. But I bet you could learn from your past mistakes um, and, and, and complexity with the way the communities remember. For example, um, there is a wonderful website that I'm sure you've heard of called Faircast. Have you ever heard of Faircast? I haven't. No, take a look at Faircast.com. They were purchased by Microsoft, I believe, uh, some time ago. But um, they created a wonderful tool that you could go to to say, I'm flying from Boston to Denver, um, and here's when I want to go. And they, they compiled a lot of data from the airline industry that gave that, that looked, of course, at past buying habits and other variables that might have to do with that particular period of time in which I was traveling um, and, and what other activity seems to be happening with other airlines, um, you know, booking flights and availability and seat availability. Anyway, they crunched all this data and made 
made a recommendation, it's a good time to buy your ticket or it's a bad time to buy your ticket. That's basically what the site does, faircast.com. But what's interesting about it is the data that the website itself started to gather after it gained momentum, okay? They probably didn't have to buy as much data from the airlines, right? Because their own website, they could learn how many people are flying from Boston to Denver on the same dates that I wanted to fly there. So they could start compressing their own data and, and filtering that in with other data. My point being is, okay, say we just had the find stuff, gifts, gift stuff. The site were really simple. It'd be really cool for the volunteer in, that, that is in charge of Tucson, you know, Arizona, to know the requests that are coming in on the fine stuff in Tucson, Arizona. Mm-hmm. So for the members of their group, they could get that information out um, to them saying, hey, we seem to be having a lot of requests for you know, X, Y, Z, you know, if you know of any people that have things, just know that they would be sold or given away very quickly because we just have all these requests coming in, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, I don't know. I just, I think that the data that you have is remarkable. And if you can figure out a way to harness that, the power of that data, and get that out to your community leaders that facilitate these transactions and, and, and facilitate these groups, I still think that there's a giving group and there's a finding group, and you're in the middle of both of those groups, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the more people you can um, line up that are givers, the better, and the more mm-hmm. people you lined up that, are the, that want good stuff, the better. So why not just let it let your engine be in the middle and maybe not subscribe them to the group automatically, but just put them in the queue, you know, mm-hmm. of I, I want alerts. So your Tucson team will not only know that there's alerts of people that want something, but they'll even know what they want, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just think that you are on such amazing things here. It's remarkable. Do you have an exit plan for all of this? Do you just want this to become... Enormous? Do you want it to raise funds? You know, do you want to, you know, do you want to, what's your vision? Because I just think this is so remarkable. You could really do anything you want at this juncture. Uh, well, there's, uh, our, our mission is to create a global gift economy, globally local gift economy, so that uh, basically in any community in the world uh, that uh, uh, you can be giving or getting things for free in that community. There's this massive uh, niche that we have here between what you know, our sort of hyper consumption that we're seeing going on right now, and uh, what's being thrown away, and <clears throat> whatever we can keep from heading to the landfill and keep that in circulation and in reuse, we think uh, will lead to healthier consumption patterns overall. And uh, it's just incredible growth that we've been experiencing as an organization. I like to think sort of underlines that uh, we're we're headed down the right road, and that. Uh, there are others who share those thoughts as well. Well, this has been fascinating. Mandy, are you as excited as I am about free cycle? I, we just need to go use this and join our local group, do you think? <laughs> well, that's why I've been so quiet for so long. <laughs> I'm on free cycle now. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're basically, you've joined the Boston group pretty much. In right, the I've, joined, I've joined the Boston group. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to see what pops up. And, uh, you know, it's funny because a lot of people join free cycle because they think, oh, a free lunch, I'm going to join. But yeah. What they ultimately realize is that it's so much fun getting rid of stuff. It really doesn't matter what. You know, 
you asked about quirky things. One woman had dyed her hair black, and she only used half of the chemicals that she had to mix together. So she posted the other half and said, you know, it's tonight to, the night to dye your hair black, too. So she didn't have to throw out the chemicals, right? Or That's cool. I gave away several tons of urbanite. Have you ever heard of that? No. What is urbanite? <laughs> well, basically, I live in town. I have a little teeny driveway out from So I took out my driveway, jackhammered it out, and I put it in a water cistern. And uh, that was just a big pile of hunks of concrete. Well, I was able to give it away instead of throwing it in a landfill. So really, you know, whatever it is, there's someone who can use that stuff. Hmm. They used it for uh, the foundation for a straw bale home. They pieced it together underneath the straw bales. And then someone else took some for the Arizona School for the Deaf and Blind, and they pieced together for a little uh, urban uh, community garden patio. And a neighbor took some more and made a bench out of it and plastered it over. So just about anything, and that's just kind of fun to see. Hmm. What do you wow. think, Byron? Are you, are you on freecycle.org, too? Is that why you're getting so close? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trying to make my way into a group here to see what pops up. Darren, I think you've completely lost us. (laughs) We're we're busy online right now. Please come back later. (laughs) Have you engaged Twitter or Facebook or any of the other social media platforms to to help you grow this? No, and that's probably where the limit of our manpower ends. Uh, We're so busy. We're adding 40,000 new members a week, and we're coding the on-site functionality. We're so busy looking at our own belly button right now. We really don't have time to look beyond it. So that's kind of, that's our probably one of our weak points right now. Well, I think as a result of this show here, you're going to hear from some webmasters and some designers and possibly some investors that I'm not sure if investment is the right thing to be looking for. Obviously, you've declared yourself as a nonprofit organization. But um, have you tracked along what the folks over at Craigslist are doing and, and where they're trying to take their model, and have you tracked that at all? Uh, I, I do think it's a sort of a, you know, it's, Craigslist is kind of, uh, it's a classified ads type thing, so it is kind of similar in that they have a group for each local community, mm-hmm. uh, and they charge for some of their posts, like for, I think it's uh, you know, job postings and home home postings and stuff like that, and the rest is free. So they charge for part of it in our for-profit. We don't charge for any of it, and we're totally non-profit. So there are similarities and there's differences, but uh, you know, I think the biggie is, as a charitable non-profit, there is no profit, right? <laughs> that is to say, there's, you know, there's, there are no investors or owners, per se. Mm-hmm. And that's the challenge to make it work with, uh, you know, hopefully with underwriters or sponsors who might like to see their logo be on the main page and or like to give back to their uh, uh, their uh, their customers in some way and they're, because they're enabling reuse of you know, electronics or you know, sofas or whatever the heck it is. But uh, yeah, well, that's the that's the biggie. We're growing so quickly that we need to figure out some way to bring in those grants or those sponsors or whatever it is or donations to make or you know on site uh, in the Google AdSense bar. You don't want to go down the path of having uh, banner ads just because it's annoying as heck. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we're not averse. Our members, I should say, are not averse to having, you know, a Google bar on the right. How would you like for people to get to reach you and to reach out to uh, to you for support for anything you're looking for? Well, if they're feeling particularly inspired, I guess they should uh, email 
Darren at FreeCycle.org. So you may want to spell D- that because it's a wonderfully unusual uh, spelling of, of the name Darren. D E R O N at F R E E C Y C L E dot org. Well, Darren, you've inspired us all today. Um, really just uh, remarkable what you're doing, and uh, hats off, applauding. Uh, what a wonderful guest to have on the Life Tips radio show that truly is making the world a smarter, better, faster, <laughs> wiser place with, with your website. So couldn't have a more fantastic guest on the show than you. So thank you very much for sharing your thoughts with us today. Thank you for having me, and thank you for your thoughtful tips as well. That's appreciated. Oh, I'll have a business plan on your desk in, in about a <laughs> week or so. Don't worry about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, but care. Yes, indeed. Thanks again for being on the show. Okay. Bye. Bye. Wow, Mandy. You've got to go on this website, like, now. (laughs) They have so much cool stuff. And it's, like, right in our area, too. The potential is remarkable with that company. Wow. We're going to have to follow that along and help in every way we can to to make that site grow because just remarkable stuff. Well, this has been a super long show, but a super interesting show. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I uh, hope your your life, well, I can tell you your life, <laughs> was a little smarter. Better. Faster. I'm just going to say wiser because this was an awesome show. I it have no really was. about it. Exactly. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you next week. Thanks.